Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to Real Good Show for another week, episode 49. And I don't know that anybody's ever worn 49. I don't know. Alex Bullduke. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, right? been, you've been champing on the Bullduke oh, bit for a while. So. <laughs> for no reason at all. <laughs> I think you're finally right. But I think I am because the only reason I know even remember even who he is is because I had one of his uh, like hockey stock sticks. Like, uh, like they sell the like, uh, oh, right, pro yeah. stock sticks or whatever. Yeah. So basically it's like if they get shipped to the pro and for whatever reason, the pro doesn't use it, they'll send it to like a hockey store and then you can buy it for, usually they sell them for like 150 bucks, which is like less than half price. Yeah. So I bought it and you don't get a warranty. Normally you get a 30 day warranty, but with pro stock, they're not warranty. And it broke the first game I had it. <laughs> It was the most money I ever spent on a stick because I worked for Sport Check for a long time. So I had, so yeah, so I had no problem like getting sticks for cost, which is significantly cheaper. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was very depressing. So I always remember, but yes, he wore 49. Well, well this I've, is the I've quickest already, we've started talking yeah, about sports. I've already let the intro get away from me on this one, but uh, it is another well, edition. whatever. I was just fucking excited <laughs> that my guy, Alex Bolduke, is. He's here. here. I don't. I don't know he's why. Here in the room. With he's us. here. Yeah. I don't know why is... I pretended like I didn't know Sorry. who he was. Alex, thank you for being here. Uh, he he played sixty five games in the NHL. Five points. With most of them with Phoenix and Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. He played this year in the KHL. Really? I said. A, I think Chelyabinsk I said a. I set a dangerous uh, precedent. Yes. Well, it is another edition of America's Holy Best Holy shit, he played for Phoenix podcast. last year. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. crazy. I didn't know he was still in the league like, yeah, no. last season. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying, sorry, Justin, if I can interrupt you for the fifth time. Sure. Uh, I set a dangerous precedent last week, and I just started talking about the yeah. dead gorilla right away. Well, so and I really like, want... I want Paul this, Duke is your dead yeah, gorilla. I'm like, this is it. I want the entire episode <laughs> to be about this marginal... <laughs> player on a team i hate <laughs> whose stick uh, i used to have yeah so i'm just like i'm steering it right away do you, would, do you think he would kill the gorilla if his kid fell in the <laughs> pit does he have kids i don't know i don't know maybe a gorilla killed him he's french so i think he would kill an animal no problem just because just because he's french yeah all right i feel like they that's a french thing yeah. just what's the name him. of this podcast it is another edition of america's best worst canadian sports podcast real good show the alex bolduke episode episode number 49 justin morris set with you as the always Duke and the beautiful that's going to be the episode title and with I've me as already. always is well you already know who they are because they've been talking no the we, yeah, but we haven't, I haven't introduced said my ourselves name. for all they know i could be alex bolduke yeah exactly and i could be alex bolduke's twin pierre <laughs> Bolduke. with me as always is Alex Bolduke. Pierre Bolduke. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> nice to be here. Uh, Ste- Stefan Hack. It's a great to be here. I, uh, you know, it uh, was a tough time for me to play in the uh, NHL, you know, and uh, this year in Russia. Ooh, crazy over there, you know. Every Canadian uh, comedian's French Canadian impression is like Jean Chrétien. Yeah, it has to be. For sure. What else can you do, it. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we he's probably the, the guy who we heard speak most of all, yeah. you know, from Jean, Jean Exactly, right? That's when I was growing up. We cut uh, two-thirds from mm. the baguette. 
I remember I got in trouble once in, uh, I think it was grade seven or eight. I went to the dentist and I got my mouth frozen. Okay. And I came back and I'm like, hey, look, I'm Sean Christian. <laughs> I guess that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, did he have a stroke, was it? Or, uh, or Bell's palsy? Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Well, we can edit this. <laughs> One of the two. Half <laughs> of his face <laughs> yeah. looked like it was frozen in time. <laughs> anyway, that was the, yeah. <laughs> For a, for a grade eight, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty funny. Oh, I think it's sharp. pretty incisive political <laughs> humor. Sharp political content. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that and uh, Lucien Bouchard. I used to do a little Lucien as well. Let's hear, he had, let's hear your well, Lucien. Well, he had more of the like. Uh, he was more like, "Hello, I am Lucien Bouchard." Oh, that's uh, Lucien Bouchard. Yeah, he had like right a there. more of a deep, uh, a deep voice. And I had a classmate that was from Quebec, so I used to do Lucien for him all the time. I'm sure, he loved it. Oh, oh yeah, he. <laughs> Loved it. Really took him back. It is time for us to separate from the rest of Canada. <laughs> uh, it is time for us, you know, because uh, we we here in Quebec, we've we've had enough. And I used to let out like <laughs> that was actually not an impression. That was our loonies, toonies, and clipperoonies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was that was Lucien Bouchard in like well, 1997. And he and he had a he had a cripple as well. <laughs> he, was, like, he had like a, he was French. No, no. Well, yeah, that too. But no, he was he had like a like a uh, prosthetic leg. So he would always like limpers. So I'd like limp around in high school. I was young. I was like 13 and I'd like limp around high school for my friend Joel and uh, do Lucien impressions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good times. Anyway, I'm John Cullen. Nice to see you guys. It's been, uh, it's been, this has been real. So Stefan Hack, I think I meant. Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, you said it was time for me. And I, yeah, yeah. I said that I was Pierre Bolduc and yeah. then shit got serious. I'm Alex Bolduc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pierre. Uh, well, my full name is Jean Pierre, but you've like lost it. control. Of the I have, no, but I love fine. it. It's I, I think it's great. It's chaos. It's people, more, people loved it last week. Last week alive. was yeah. uh, wildly uh, regarded as our most popular. Episode yeah, no ever. one should have liked it though. To those mm. of you that liked it, you're wrong. I think. I think. What, uh, what did I say after the episode? I'm like, I think people are gonna like this because people hate gorillas. Yeah, I know, and I. I I don't know. I just I still I know, think I most know of our people. listeners are wrong. Yeah. Uh, we were getting the tweets and the Facebook posts talking about how great the episode was and. I just felt like all trash. Well, speaking of, trash I think opinions. we received the single greatest piece of fan mail anyone can receive That's true. this week. We uh, did. Which we've already posted on our Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but, but we could go over it in case yeah, people didn't see it. We absolutely not, have to. If you're not following our online presence, if you only listen to the podcast... You're missing out. You missed out on something glorious this week. John, would you like to give a dramatic reading of this sure. piece of fan mail we received? I would love to. So this is a... Uh, so yeah, so last week on the show, if you, if you didn't happen to listen to the episode, first of all, go back and listen to it. Okay, we're back. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we uh yeah we talked about how i had been hanging out with some buddies who had played minor hockey with troy brower and they informed me that he uh anatomically had uh incredibly large testicles uh possibly larger than yan gomes are after tonight he got uh, smoked in the testicles <laughs> poor guy uh and so uh he grew up in delta bc uh we had a listener from the show uh send us a message and uh it was uh, just a really nice thing to receive randomly. Pardon me on our Facebook. This is the message. Oh my God. I just finished listening to this week's show. My sister went to high school with Troy Brower and the balls thing is apparently so true. <laughs> she was friends with a girl who dated him in high school. And the story goes that she called her friends after hooking up with him for the first time, asking if balls that big were normal. <laughs> 
So shout out uh, to this uh, listener of the show for sending that in. And uh, Tom Hanna, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank you, Tom Hanna from wherever he's from, Pennsylvania or whatever place. And uh, yeah, so just amazing to receive, uh, just to know that I was right. Because, you know, uh, that's one of the things I think it's, people real don't realize. Like growing up in Canada, the joke is that everyone knows everyone else. But like realistically, every Canadian has like one or two degrees of separation from an NHL player yeah. at all times. Well, when you get like secondhand information confirmed to you, yeah. like, yes, oh. I was right to believe them. Yeah, yeah. especially when it's something it's, like he has the biggest <laughs> balls in the world. Yeah, something that is, uh, you know, not just pure conjecture, yeah, but also, uh, you know, uh, f- filthy gossip. Yeah, really. Yeah, also. exactly. If uh, if Brower signs with the Canucks, we should. This we got to do something. Oh yeah, we'll send balls. it to Botchford. We'll get Botchford to do something. Oh, yeah. yeah, or we'll make shirts. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Just Brower's balls, and then the balls in between. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? The Brower's o, balls emporium. The O and the U in Brower could form the enormous balls. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. I like that. Troy testicles Brower. I just like that we're the only media outlet, hockey or otherwise, with the stones to report on this kind of content. Yeah, Bob McKenzie is in touch with Yeah, us. Bob McKenzie, yeah. Pierre Lebrun. Pierre Lebrun is, you know, he's talking about the big boys, big boy hockey. He's not talking about big ball hockey, though, I'll tell you that yeah, much. No, big we're boy in balls. <laughs> BBH. Sounds like a kind of porn. Sounds like something to, uh, Justin wear on his head. <laughs> yeah, BB8 hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should also update because uh, we we mentioned my parents on the show last week. Yeah, that's yeah, true. true. We true. did. Good. Well, your mom is the penis expert, so we yes. we talked a little bit about dick to ball ratio. Yeah, obviously. The, I mean, the the Brower thing leads into that. Yeah. Um, and we we said we would get a uh, confirmation from her. Um, she didn't really confirm it. Because uh, I think we started talking about... Well, we won't go into it. Yeah. Uh, but she says... Uh, this is yesterday. Well, we ta- well, you thought I was making a comment about your dad's penis. Which That's I was, right. Which I was not. But I think the implication but was there. I think. No. Jo- both Justin and I agreed. The implication was you really not there. Up. You were the one who went from your mom being our penis expert to your dad's junk. And that's fine. That's you, man. You do you. Whatever. There was, no, but there was an implication. There was not. I'm 99% sure there I'm, was an I'm telling you, it's, there wasn't. Well, but anyway... There's actually a mailbag question about this, which came to us from uh, Bishnu B, okay. Okay. who asks, does Stefan now have a better idea of what his dad's <laughs> dick is like? <laughs> well, this doesn't really answer it. Uh, this is from my mom yesterday. She texted me, and she says, just listen to the show. While I am the penis size expert, remind your co-host that since you are adopted, it means dad and I have never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's awesome. Which, yeah, yeah. Great. I'm, I'm personally surprised because you were convinced that she was just going to phone you. Like, no, yeah. it's just a text. It Skip was a... past the text and give you a concerned yeah. phone call. Yeah, well, like, not concerned. Jesus but Christ, like, Stefan. I don't think there's a line I could cross. No, it seems like there's not. Unless like, she knows no someone way... with like Bell's palsy. In which case, I'm fucked. But <laughs> there's no way that 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 uh, that would happen. I don't think. No, I mean but, they they listen to yeah. the show. Like, what's yeah. going to drive them away? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, my parents would never listen to this. Like, it's just not. They're very supportive. Like Troy Brower's pair of sacks underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going that way. Christ. Tied it all together. I don't even know if they would be supportive enough. I've had some sacks. I don't think. I don't know if they could house a big unit. Well, yeah, I mean, I use. Uh, I wear Uniqlo underwear, right? Okay. Which is designed for like Korean teenagers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's per- yeah, that's perfect. So <laughs> Troy Brower just fucking he just blowed a nut. A nut. <laughs> he could wear a pair on like one nut. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's why they're called Uniqlo. Yeah, that's, not, uh, that's exactly. Korean for one ball. Yeah, not that I have like <laughs> small junk. I'm just saying, like, propor- I'm a small guy. Yeah, it's yeah. big Pro- proportionally anyway, speaking. Yeah, <laughs> it looks big in your hands. Yeah, exactly. I have small hands, so it's perfect. Uh, well, this is you know we had a very gorilla centric episode last week. I also so. sorry to interrupt. I just love the idea that your parents are just like platonic friends. <laughs> like I love the idea that they're that that could like I'm obviously, but it's just so funny to me. Like yeah, you know what? I'm not that into sex, but I would love to have kids. You want to get married and just adopt a couple children? And That's never- what happened apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I guess, like, yeah, their version of, like, the, the stork story, I guess, like, when you're adopted is, like, probably more realistic to you for, like, longer. Well, they got my uncle to, uh, he was a car- he's a cartoonist, and they got him to draw, like, illustrate a book about it, about, like, the how I was adopted. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it was, like, this little handmade, uh, like, kind of comic And so it was, almost. like, you got dropped in the river and yeah. you, like, floated or you were No, it was, it was actually, like, them going to the, do- like, the, oh, okay. the adoption pr- people. Agency and then, like, or Yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah. It was all, like, what actually happened. Oh, wow. And they, uh, if I recall correctly, the baby has a huge head. So it was very accurate. Right, it was, yeah. It was true to scale. Big head, small body. Yeah. Have I showed you guys the picture of me and my little cousin when I was like... No. I also had a huge head when I was a kid. Yeah, but yours is like normal now. Mine's still big. No. I still, I, I'm right Mine's there huge. with you and having a pretty enormous head also. That's but. how we, we should have called this show the Big Head <laughs> Show. Well, I'll tell you. Look at that gigantic does have a big head, fucking head. Troy, Troy Brower. <laughs> it was oh. a big even if he had a big head. head, it would look small in exactly. relation to his <laughs> balls. How big are they? His actually? D to B ratio. Like we I didn't don't know. actually get. Yeah. Did you get like? No, are we talking like tennis ball they size? They didn't tell me. They just said that they were pretty sure he had to have a jock made. That's all. A that, custom jock. Because that makes sense. Because like, I've worn jocks, and like I would say that they are cramped. Yeah. Anyway, so if you have gigantic balls then I feel like you would definitely have to have something going on. Now, listeners, if you're out there and hearing all of the mileage we're getting out of this Troy Brower story, do feel free to send us any of the wild conjecture that you've heard yeah. about any of uh, you know the sexual exploits of NHL players that may have crossed your path, given that, For as sure. John established, we are all but one or two strands removed from oh, totally. any yeah. NHL and we'll player. And we'll read literally anything. Yeah, oh, show. yeah, we'll present anything as fact. Yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, we're riding a real high right now. We we're are. Like, yeah, this is, we said this stupid thing and it turned <laughs> out to probably be real, so let's... The, the thing with that, though, is it's not like it's an insult. It'd be like, hey, Troy Brower. You have huge balls. Yeah, exactly. Ah, fuck you. Like, they're yeah. normal sized. <laughs> yeah. I have very regular <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I love the idea that someone... like My balls like, are extremely average. <laughs> like, one NHL player listens to our podcast and is going to try and use that on the ice. Yeah. Fuck you, Brower. You're fucking huge nuts. You're fucking pansy. <laughs> it's like Burroughs doing his research. Yeah, exactly. yeah. David Backus' his wife. Yeah. How's Kelly doing? On Aaron Downey's potato farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Troy Brower's potato farm. Potato farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grania Downey's dad, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> How are your huge fucking balls treating you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the worst. It's, oh, you bet your fucking. How's your balls going, Brower? Fucking real pinched in your jock right now, you fucking piece of shit. Fuck How do you, you sit on those things? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck you. How do, does a get a girl even fit them in her mouth? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> it's really hard to talk in that voice and not use homophobic slurs. Like, just because it feels well, it's, like that. It's that's, like the hockey player trash talk. Yeah, voice. exactly. Yeah. It feels like that. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, just say. It's the Brian Trotche, Kevin yeah, exactly. Stevens voice. Yeah. Fuck you, you fucking tit fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a high school teacher. Thank you. I'm gonna, <laughs> I hope no one listens to this. I might lose my job. Well, well, it's the summer, so. Yeah, that's true, actually. I've only got a month left. Or not, sorry, a week left. Last week's episode, of course, tied in not just to Troy Brower's balls, but was also uh, very gorilla-centric. <laughs> I like that we had like a seven-minute diversion when you tried to do that segue before. And uh, that, that brings us to a segment that we usually run early in the program uh, where people can help the show yes. in many different ways. Yeah, lo- we love help. Yeah, we, we love it when you give us a hand. And if you want to help us get a boost in the iTunes ratings, yeah. uh, you know, help other people find the show, you could just tell them about it, of course. But we also enjoy it when... When you rate and review the program in the iTunes store, because we like to take a peek at those reviews in a weekly segment that we call Review Review. Speaking of... Two very enthusiastic (laughs) thumbs up. Five stars. Is it pointed? This is awesome. You worst episode ever speaking of boosts you know who could have really used a boost who that four-year-old kid (laughs) (laughs) although the gorilla one give him a boost out of the gorilla pit uh i think we're more mature than that yeah we're not we don't sorry this isn't a gorilla podcast all right uh this this week's review i was overtaken with some russell madness (laughs) speaking of which actually before you play this i noticed on your sound thing on your computer yes it's called you have a <laughs> clip called Russell Lookout Saved. It's about 1.8 seconds long. Could you please play that clip right now? I, I would need to find it. Well, uh, just, can't you just like search for it? That's uh, Oh, I see, because that's within the... Uh, sure. That's the one yeah. we said you were going to clip, and then we are going to use it. He did, though. It, it looks yeah. like he did clip it, so I'm I'm. That's great. Very and we are going to use it. it for future episodes. I uh, don't have that available on oh, that's okay. right now. But oh. for next week, definitely. Russell Lookout! Next week, definitely. <laughs> okay, let's read this review. Yes. yes. Sorry. This week's review, uh, which... what. I did have a segue for earlier, but we've been that's uh, fine. We've gone we're, off track enough times. Yeah, we're off a cliff. Comes with this to us. Segue. Comes to us from Zookeeper Devin. Nice. Okay. It's titled "Review from May 26th," <laughs> and he writes, "Hey RGS, just wanted to let you know that I think your podcast is better than real good. It's real great." I work at the Cincinnati Zoo and listen to your show all the time when I guard the gorilla cage with my Barrett Model 82A1 rifle. I play it over the loudspeaker so these majestic creatures can listen to your witty banter too. One gorilla in particular, known around here as Harambe, loves your show. His favorite bit is where Stefan talks about getting shot in the head with a high-powered rifle. It's his birthday tomorrow, and I was just hoping you guys could give him a shout-out on a future episode. <laughs> Thanks. Five stars. Sorry, when was that review from? Uh, that was written on May 26th, I believe. Okay. That was just the title, wasn't it? Yes, from May 26th. Oh, from, yeah, so it was, it was written on May 26th. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Harambe, um... We can give him a birthday shout out to a gorilla. I've never done that before, but yeah, it seems a little weird, but sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, no we all love, we love gorillas here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Harambe, who is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Harambe! Did you guys ever see that movie with the sign language gorilla? It was. Um, oh, fuck, I gotta think of what it was here. But didn't uh, we do this last week already? 
This yeah, that was, that, that was that was the bit. That was the uh, bit. Thanks, yeah. Justin. <laughs> My timeless role as the <laughs> yeah. joke explainer has come we back were, around. Because the whole thing was we were imagining that Harambe was still alive, so then therefore last week's episode wouldn't have existed. Of course. So therefore, of course. Yeah, yeah. Who's explaining jokes now? Um, I'm just trying to pick up the slack for you from where you <laughs> left off because you didn't really do that good of a job. If you're going to be the joke explainer, at least get into the root of it. I feel like my reputation as the joke explainer is widely overblown. You know, I'm just trying to provide context for American listeners, non-hockey watching listeners. I feel like I'm providing a service, but some people disagree. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of Stefan is just stunned right now. Well, no, what I was going to say was highly inappropriate. <laughs> like well, even too inappropriate for this show. What was it? You can uh, say. Nah, it. I'm not going to say. Say it. it. Well, he's you're looking at it. No, no, I'm not going to say. You can say. It. It. <laughs> no, Russell, look out! Well, there's other ways that people can help the program other than just moving on from that last segment. They can also (laughs) (laughs) online and contribute to our Patreon campaign. Don't worry, we didn't edit out a bunch of stuff there, and that's not why we're laughing at all. It's completely unrelated. To help keep the lights on around here. Uh, The lights are off, by the way, right now. Uh, I can't afford to keep these fuckers on. Uh, it's still partly light out at 940. We've got to take advantage. www.patreon.com slash realgoodshow. If you want to join the campaign, uh, we always appreciate the donations. Uh, it really does uh, help. It's a very big help uh, for me in particular, as I'm probably the poorest of the three of us. Hey, so. don't worry about your personal finances. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yes, you are the poorest of the three of us, <laughs> without question. We'll, we'll take care of you. We, we have we, some. New... Uh, we're we're all friends. Well, but yeah. I think your your parents probably have more money than my parents. I don't know. I would say Stefan's parents have the most, then followed with your parents than mine. So you're all right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like know. Like if you fell, you're you still got a pretty big safety net. Do I? No, we'll you, see. yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have some new donors this week who did decide to oh, do that. Oh, beautiful. I love like it. I would love you. to thank them. Uh, Chris Filson. Chris, great guy, great friend. Good bags. I'm in uh, a group chat with him. Very funny guy. Very uh, professional guy as well. Really? Yeah. Good. Very that's successful good. guy. I like that that's what you lead with. I'm yeah. in a group chat with that guy. <laughs> well, he would want me to shout out the group chat. He's it's on my funny, dragon boat team. It's a funny group chat. Okay, good. For, yeah, Chris Filson. So, Thanks for donating, he's a Chris. a funny guy. Thank, thank you, Chris. Thank you, And Chris. thank you for creating such great bags. And uh, <laughs> William Nauman also donated He's this not week. in my group chat, so. I don't know But thank you, is. William. I think I said his name right, I is hope. It, well, probably not. You said it, might, it might have been Wylam. Yeah, we say, you say names wrong a lot, but so do I. So do we all. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> thank you, guys. I'm doing my best over here. <laughs> and your best is just good enough. <laughs> Nauman? Okay, can I, how is it spelled? N-A-U-M-A-N. That's got to be Yeah, Nauman. that's probably Nauman, yeah. Could be yeah. Nauman, but probably Nauman. Nauman? Yeah, no, Nauman, yeah, probably Nauman. Yeah. Well, Sounds we, made up, though. Tell you, if he had a plot of land, you know what that is. Uh, and in Nauman? Nauman's land. Oh. I like mine better. All right. No, ma- no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we said that that wasn't his pronunciation. Well... I was just trying to cover for my the bases. Joke. I mean, for the joke. Okay, you like so to well, make at least, name at least we jokes? did have two. Well, we had puns for either pronunciation. Exactly. Yeah. No man's land or end now land. Yes. So, the, yeah, we had both. That's a bit of a stretch, go. though. In I don't think it is. End now Yeah. That's a bit How's of a that stretch? a bit of a stretch? It's literally the exact same sound of that word. Endowment. Yeah. Endowment. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally the exact same. Okay. Well, William, I hope you feel well like played. you're getting your money's worth. 
And with that... <laughs> How much money did he donate? He probably doesn't deserve to get this much money's worth. We should edit half of this out. This fucking asshole. Just pronounce his name right and let's get on with it. Yeah, he probably gave us a dollar. And here we are talking about him like he's fucking Jesus. <laughs> like he's giving us four dollars. Yeah, exactly. How dare you? Uh, really? Watch we go check. He's given us like... F- he's the first person to go for the like $80 a month or whatever. He's like, oh, I actually have a company. It's uh, Nauman Enterprises. <laughs> We <laughs> just say his name wrong. This week's time. episode brought to you by Nauman Enterprises. Slash Nauman. Getting w- you where you need to be now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Log off, Justin. <laughs> Log off. What's their, what do they make? Like buses? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an app. It's a bus. It's, it's an, buses. It's an app. It's like Uber. Yeah, it just pushes Uber, like Uber buses. Uh, alerts at That'd you. actually okay. be dope if the if a bus company had like enterprises or like limited in their name. Like, yeah, we're we're Edmonton Transit Limited. And L- everyone LLC. Just, and everyone just had to say that as part of it. That'd be great. Well, TransLink probably has that. Yeah, that's probably like the company name, but yeah. like no one says it. Like <laughs> I want it to be a thing that everyone says. <laughs> Fair. That's, yeah. that's your one wish. <laughs> that's my dying wish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, TransLink Enterprises. Fuck you. TransLink Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my... Uh, I was with him when he passed. What did he say? Eh, it's probably better you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His last words were spent on a shitty joke. And then you would be the joke explainer because you'd have to tell that story for the rest of your life. <laughs> one of my buddies died. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to be there for the. He wants everyone to call TransLink TransLink Enterprises. Wait, what? That was his dying wish. Yeah, listen, it was part of this big joke. It was a bit. It went on for like fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> and all because William Nauman donated three cents a month to the podcast. What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it was this stupid medium people were really into for about three months in the 2010s. Yeah, Overlord Clinton outlawed them <laughs> in 2018. Back when we collected dollars via Patreon and not cyber bucks. <laughs> I like that that's a cyber bucks. You could have gone with any made up word. Nope. <laughs> Cyber box. <laughs> well, better that than Bitcoin, right? Yeah, that's true. That's um, funny, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even know if I, I can't even look at the patrons on here because I want to see how much he donated now. Well, I could tell you, but I'm not going to because I'm going to leave uh, his <laughs> privacy and peace. And we will move on from there All right. to perhaps talk about sports. I will leave privacy and peace. Given that that is what we are ostensibly uh, here to do, are we not? That should well. be that should be a t-shirt. Privacy and peace. <laughs> Are we? What sports are happening right now? Well, there's the NBA and NHL finals, neither of which are particularly yeah, like, interesting. They both kind of suck this year. Theoretically, that should be. We should be jumping into that right away. Just like fuck yeah, like let's do this. We're coming up on our one year anniversary as a show, and I remember uh, if you go back and listen to episode one, which why would you <laughs> yeah, ever? Don't do don't that. Do that. Uh, That's not a good idea. <laughs> we were talking about how we just missed like our golden time because the Stanley Cup final and the NBA final last year were awesome, like super fun, yeah, very entertaining, very memorable finals both. And this year, it's just kind of, uh, 
you know, I, I had high hopes for this NBA final because unlike last year, we you know, we're seeing a rematch of the same two teams that were here before. Yeah. But this year the Cavaliers are actually healthy. It's yeah. not just LeBron versus like yeah. you know, Matthew Delvadova is still getting minutes for the Cavs, but, but he's not, not like their number two guy this yeah. season. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, gives him less time to kick people in the nuts. But, like, nothing has changed. If anything, it seems even more lopsided than it did last year. Totally. It, it definitely seems that with Steph not really playing that well. Either. Yeah. Clay is just fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah. Um, but uh, sports that you might be more comfortable talking about, Stefan. Well, I mean, I've been watching the finals. They, yeah. they suck. <laughs> They're like, really bad. Every game's, what, it's been like 35 points. Massive margin of victory. Yeah. Like, the other night. Oh, yeah, it's just like, why why bother? But you know actually, I mean? if we're talking about NBA, uh, for those of uh, our listeners who have a PS4 yes. the f- and, and PS Plus subscriptions, the free game this month is NBA 2K16. Right. And uh, they might also own it already. NBA 2K16. No, I'm not talking to those guys. Well, but they, they could, I guess. Yeah. Yes, theoretically. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking because I have a PS4 and John does too. Yes, I do. Um, and we both have PS Plus, I believe. Well, I do. Yes. And we're both going to download NBA 2K16. We are. Yes. Uh, I think you can do a thing where you can start like a 30-person league where each person runs one team. And yes. You can have like a fantasy draft and make trades and like relocate the teams and, and re- the, redesign your uniforms and stuff. The draft yeah. is all tracked on. Online through you know well just the on the PlayStation itself. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so. so I don't know would uh, if if any real good show listeners would be interested in that uh, post in the Facebook group uh, tweet at us uh, my PS4 name is boring as heck all one word John I don't know if you want to give yours away mine is not that serious all one word that's actually yeah not that okay not, not that, that serious not that serious yeah, boring as I'm heck I'm not very serious oh. about playing online video games well but NBA 2K you might make an exception mm, well I, I'm I haven't played a basketball game since Double Dribble I think you'll so. be in the same boat as most of our listeners yeah it's so. fine I'll relocate my team to Troy Ronto's Browers Balls that's the name of my team <laughs> and also Troy if, Ronto Browers Balls if, they're based out of Toronto but we're renaming it Troy Ronto because his balls are so big. <laughs> If you are going to be downloading NBA 2K16, uh, from what I've heard, you absolutely must play the like career yeah, story mode. Yeah, like, it's was directed by, by Spike Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, written and directed by Spike Lee, yeah, and apparently just... there's a ghost in it. It features like a haunting at one point. Really? So, Dope. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I hear it, it's like must. It's play. the ghost of Malcolm X, and then you drive to the stadium and you shoot Steve Kerr for being white. <laughs> Well, I saw, you know, I I, uh, I watched a video of this Welcome guy. to Be a Pro, NBA 2K16. <laughs> it's time to kill the fucking white man. Because you can customize your characters, right? And make them look as ridiculous as possible. Yes, so, you can. Uh, Did you see that guy who redid the Golden State to be like the Sharks? No. Oh, it was awesome. He So he made all of Golden State into the Sharks, and he like made their uniforms into like basketball uniforms with the Sharks. And then he changed the basketball court to look like the SAP rink. Center, to yeah, look yeah. like an ice rink. That's awesome. It's freaking sweet. Yeah. Well, our friend Matthew Henderson did that for the Canucks. I can't remember which team right. he turned into the Vancouver Canucks. That's right. But uh, probably not a good one. But I, I think... Oh, yeah. No, that. definitely not. With the Spike Lee story mode... They immediately mode, traded all their draft picks. <laughs> the, the Spike Lee story mode, uh, your family is like black no matter what. Oh, and that's so right. And so this guy, uh, Charlie Winsmore, a very funny guy, uh, he's like a Twitch streamer, and he does kind of right. like weird video games, and he'll do big ones as well, and just fuck around with them. He did a 2K career mode, and he made like the f- this freak mutant character who was like, you know, seven foot five, like green hair, like 
stark white skin, obviously not, you know what I mean? And he's got like, he's got like the 2K, like black guy voice that like all the career mode players have. Nice. Yeah. Cause they only got one voice. Yeah. They only have one the voice actor. Yeah. It makes sense. Which is awesome. And it's so funny. So Yo, man, it, I've been growing up playing ball in the streets. Yeah, so if you if you feel inclined, I mean, make your character as ridiculous as possible because it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah. that'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah, and join uh, the league with the two of you. I'll see if I can. Uh, I f- I did one fantasy draft uh, league before with NHL that uh, our our buddy Wyatt Art Ryan uh, for a little while, and uh, we did the fantasy draft. But in NHL, you can't participate in the draft you can only do like an auto draft which is so fucking stupid so my best player was travis zajac and someone else in the pool had crosby datsuk and like letang <laughs> my best defenseman was andre mazeros and my best centerman was travis zajac see i could be i could be wrong i think in 2k you don't have to do like 30 teams for like a hundred percent you can have i'm could pretty sure like it, let, let's say there's like eight of us who are interested or 12 of us who are interested oh, we dope. can just do like so a 12 team stacked league, teams and then you have like sick teams i Sweet. could be wrong but we'll i'll, I'll figure great. it out yeah. yeah let's do it yeah right on i think it'd be a lot of fun let's just diverge from the world of sports for just a second here fellas because there was a big story that was making the rounds on on twitter last week uh buzzfeed story uh by a writer that we all know mr daniel ralston uh about an imposter band posing uh, as the zombies and touring around in the 1970s and uh i was pretty excited about how interesting the story was and of course daniel being a guy that we all know and love through twitter.com uh i decided to see if we could get him on the show and uh you know we were successful in reaching out to his uh, management group at Delta Promotions. Uh, he's here with us on the show today. Without further ado, the writer of this piece, Mr. Daniel Ralston. Daniel, uh, welcome to the show. How's it going, fellas? How we, uh, how we doing? It's, it's good. It's yeah. good. We're, we're very happy to have you here. Like I yeah. think this is one of our most uh, legitimate interviews yet, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, it's been a good, uh, yeah, you know, we all obviously all love the article, and uh, and yeah, just great to have you on the show. And, you know, Daniel, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the piece yourself? Sure. Uh, just hang on a sec here. Uh, just got finished with a hike. Um, you know, I live in Los Angeles, and uh, that's what we do a lot of the time. We go on hikes. Um, so just give me a sec. Um, just go around the, the reservoir in Silver Lake there? Yeah, you know, it was... Um, you know who I saw? Uh, I saw Jared Leto when I was on the hike, wow, which is nice. pretty exciting. Um, Past guest, Jared. You know, we, might work, we, we might work on something, you know? I'm, I'm not sure. We didn't really talk for too long, but uh, he seemed pretty excited. So, you know, that's, that's something to look forward to. Uh, breaking a little news here on the podcast. So, yeah, that, um, no, that's big. That's big. Jared won't talk to us since he, he came on the show, and uh, I think he was uh, not happy with how it turned out. So we've had no contact with him at all. So it's nice that he's that, that you guys made that. But he's connection. still alive. Too. Yeah, that too, definitely. Yeah, well, that's you know that's all you can hope for, I guess. Um, so uh, where was I? Uh, okay, so let's set the scene here um, for this uh, this piece that I did. Uh, it's 1969. America is in the throes of uh, the sexual revolution. I think is probably the most important thing that's going on at this time. Um, the Zombies are banned in the UK. Uh, they have a, a, a huge hit here in the US, but they don't know it. And they've already broken up in the UK. They're all sweeping chimneys or whatever it is they do over there. I'm not sure. Um, and the song here, of course, that we all know, the seminal hit, uh, The Monster Mash. It's uh, well known uh, by people who 
you know, know music well, like myself and, and many of my colleagues, uh, as one of the first predecessors of ska music. Um, you know, I don't know if you're a music theorist, any of you guys, but you can really hear kind of the foundation of ska in that piano beat uh, is what the term is for it. Um, anyway, also, you know, as we all know, Monster Mash inspired a wave of uh, American monster party songs, uh, such as uh, Frankenstein's Barbecue, uh, the, Mu the Mummy Wedding. That's the one where the mummy marries the werewolf. Yeah, I love that one. And, uh, of course, uh, perhaps the most famous, Dracula's Soiree. Now, not all people know this, but uh, Dracula's Soiree was actually written uh, under a pen name by young Jim Morrison. Oh, wow. Wow. We're learning yeah. new things. Yeah, this is great. I, I didn't think I, you know, I just sort of thought we'd come on here, have kind of like a puffy interview about your piece, but uh, to be learning so much off the top is... Uh, is great and uh and yeah monster mash i mean you know that's a cl the classic i mean yeah, I, we, you know i i know that dracula's soiree is like very heavy uh on organ but i thought that was just because you know that suits uh, a monster such as dracula and not uh you know that the, the jim morrison would have that doors influence in there that's amazing yeah well you know they had the uh they had the uh the organ in in uh, in the doors, as uh, my good friend Ray Manzarek, until he passed away recently, he would tell you all about it. He used to love telling everyone about about those days. Um, anyway, where was I? So, uh, huge hit, but no one to tour. Right? There's no there's money to be made, and uh, America's the land of opportunity. Uh, somebody saw an opportunity. Uh, that man's name was Colonel Tom Parker. He was the uh, head of a uh, little known promotion agency in uh, in the Midwest. And he uh, put together a band uh, of ragtag musicians and unknowns that had some talent, but really were just there to get up on stage and, and play the part to uh, tour around and just, you know, uh, give the people what they wanted, which was, of course, the Monster Mash. Um, so just, I don't know, uh, a couple names here um, that would later become uh, important. Now, first and foremost was the, the front man of the group. Um, at that time, he was known as Michael Wilson. He was uh, an electrician. By trade, uh, but on the weekends he would kind of kind of do his thing. Um, that man later became known as Elvis Presley, and that was obviously the beginning of the Tom Parker Elvis um, relationship that everyone knows uh, okay. so well. D Daniel, can I can I just stop you for just a second here? Uh, we are 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 getting a call on Skype right now. This is very bizarre. Uh, looks like the call is coming from. Daniel Ralston, um, but guys, well, sorry I'm late. Guys, guys, sorry I'm late. I uh, I just I got I just got in from another interview. I know I'm running a little behind, but what's going on? Uh, Daniel, um, this is bizarre. This is uh, we thought we were already talking to you. What's up? What what, what do you mean? Well, we're talking. There's a guy here now. We're talking to Daniel. Yeah, it's his name says on the on the Skype. Is he the still there real, now? The real Daniel Ralston. What, what's the meaning there? of what? What's the meaning of this? Which one of you is you Daniel? Know, I know this voice. Guys, this is this is Daniel Ralston. Okay. Daniel Ralston on Skype. That's me. You can check the email from my public my publicist. Yeah. That's me. I, it's, who is, it's all adding who, what, up. What, what, what is the name you see who called you first? It says the real Daniel Ralston. Yeah, I know who this is. Pat, is that you? How's it feel, man? How's it feel to have somebody take something that you love guys, and uh, guys, shop it around? Guys, you know you know Pat Monahan uh, on Twitter, Patty oh Moe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've heard of him for that, sure. This is him. 
this that, that's who this motherfucker is. <laughs> Wait, you're talking right now or the guy talking before? Before. Right now you are hearing you're Daniel, Daniel Ralston, author of the Zombies Post. Justin, you, you see the, my name there? Yes, I, I, it's, I see it all, yeah. And I know this other voice, Pat, fuck you. I'm just, I'm just giving you a taste of your own medicine, man. You know, uh, I know you're bit, I know you're busy out there doing Soul Cycle with Tom Waits or whatever you people do, uh, but uh, you know, I'm, we're, I'm out here doing the real stuff. Yeah, don't you have some fucking memes to post on Twitter, motherfucker? Okay, that's really a real nice. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Guys, 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 listen, guys, we, we just, guys, we... I know this is this is Daniel Ralston here. I know I'm coming in a little hot here, but I feel like I need to explain. Okay, I, can I have a minute? Absolutely, I'm very I, lost right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we, we just got an email Pat, from Delta your, Promotions. Can you keep your mouth shut? Uh, yeah, sure, man. Sure. Okay, guys, here's what's going on. Pat and I have been friends for a long time. We, uh, we were neighbors in New York. We, we spent a lot of time together. We had a, uh, a, a relationship as friends and as colleagues. We also worked on something together, something that we worked on for a long time. And I got to tell you, like he's doing this, he's trying to he's trying to get my goat here. He's trying to make me look bad because he is under the impression that I stole some piece of intellectual property from him, which I did not do. And like every typical hanger on out there, you know these guys who who get who get you know get get stuck. Now I, I have this baggage to deal with, and he can't deal with it. This 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 jealousy. Well, you know. I, okay. I, as someone who has seen their own projects uh, maybe get robbed, uh, your, your, your karaoke with musicians thing, Daniel, that just strikes me as something that you wouldn't do. Yeah, well, you know, there's a certain level of, I think people know, you know, I have a certain level of ethics in the work that I do. A guy like Pat just doesn't have that. He would do something like this. Pat, what? Pat. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you tell them a little bit about, about this project? Yeah, sure. Because um, I'd, lo I'd love to hear you recap it. Because I, I never get tired of hearing your shitty version of this. Shitty version. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the deal, guys. Um, somebody, one of the two of us, <clears throat> me, uh, had, a, had a really great idea uh, for a series we were going to put together. Uh, we were working on a spec script. Uh, it's uh, basically... You guys remember the Muppet Babies? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's like the baby versions. Okay, well, this is... Our idea was an animated series. Um, it was the Muppet Babies, but with uh, the characters from Frasier. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see it. So it was, you know, uh, everybody was was there. We had uh, we had obviously Niles and Fraser and Daphne and and of course Mad Dog and Roz uh, and Martin and uh, we even had little Eddie puppy. You know, I think it was really marketable. It was really great. We kept it light. They drank uh, coffee from uh, Cafe Nervosa out of uh, little baby bottles. You know, uh, and Niles had a bonnet. Uh, it was, you know, I look. I think it was a can't-miss thing. Can I ask you one question about this concept? Did, uh -huh. did you ever get to see Martin's upper body, or was he just a pair of legs that would constantly this, walk through the frame? This loser wanted that character to be Daphne. The, he just saw Daphne's legs. That shows a grave misunderstanding of what makes Muppet no, Babies guys, work. Look, look, and look, let me... Dan, look, well, Look, let me Danny. get the rooms, okay, guys? Okay. Yeah, okay. When I say to you, Frasier universe, untapped potential, right? Here's where my mind immediately goes. 
And this is what I thought we were working on. And I think the fact that I'm out in Los Angeles now kind of proves that maybe I was right here. Is that the, the interesting story to explore is Martin Crane in the 60s as a cop in Seattle, out on the beat. That sounds a right. bit different from the other idea. Is is Fraser sure. are Fraser and Niles still babies in in the in the cop version? Well, look, you know, to try to shut him up, um, we 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 did a couple of, of format changes. Initially, we had obviously Martin um, was also a baby along with Niles and Fraser. Now, some of you some of you might be asking how that makes any sense, you know, in terms of how humans uh, reproduce. Um, I think that just the sheer delight of the interaction would take care of that problem. But anyway. Um, yeah, and you know, can I just mention one thing real quick, guys, if you don't mind? Uh, in my version, he he's called Bulldog, not not Mad Dog, because that's his actual name in, in the show. Look, I, you know, I I'm I'm a little heated here, and I'm having a hard time with these accusations being thrown around, and uh, oh, I apologize. Yeah, excuses coming from you. Big surprise. Okay. Well, anyway, so to shut Daniel up, what we decided to do is we kind of we kind of split the baby, so to speak, on this murder every episode on Fraser Babies. Yeah, you know, I, was, the I yeah. was willing to work with that. I was willing to compromise. To I was willing to go there. Now I'm not sure that a cartoon about babies with a murder happening every week, you know, as a procedural, <laughs> it, tonally it doesn't seem like it really jives. But I think we still had something. You know, there was something there to be used. Um, and it's a little different than your typical NCIS or CSIs. All you know, all that crap. Um, you know, it's a little different because they're babies. Who doesn't love babies, right? And, uh, and I, I let Pat take the lead. On the original spec, and then he—he's—I I said, you know, we should put, put a couple other sample episodes together. The guy writes three of them. Every one of them, the murder is poison cherry. <laughs> Every single one. Every one. Like to me, I mean, that is not—that is not being a writer. That is being something. That is being a hack. Seems very repetitive. I mean, they're not going to have access to harder alcohol than cherry. You know, they're babies. Okay. Where are they going to get wine? Where are they going to get booze? You know, I mean, I, come on. <laughs> Where are they going to get sherry? Uh, skill nurseries Fra have sherry. This is, this is the Fraser universe. <laughs> yeah, the Fraser verse. Correct. <laughs> See, we we can agree on some things. Um, but you know, not about I, who authored this piece about the zombies. Well, well, that's. I'm glad you mentioned that. So that's the thing. This guy somehow. I don't know if he hacked into my phone or what it is. He, he's been able to show up ahead of me at every single one of these interviews that I've done. <laughs> I did a radio show on Saturday. I call in and they say, what are you talking about? You moved the interview up an hour. We already talked. He's done this four times now. This, this is number five. Yeah, look, I've been making a lot of sacrifices, okay? So to play the part of Daniel, uh, I had to shave my beard. I had to wear a lot of horizontal striped shirts, and I spent about three hours blow drying my hair every day. Now, okay, so <laughs> that, that, you're that real, does not easy for me. You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> Look, I think I made my point. Okay, you know, uh, it doesn't feel good when somebody takes your thing. Um, I hope the uh, Martin Crane thing uh, crashes and burns along with everything else yeah. in your career. Yeah, yeah guess so. what? Guess what? I'm a Gersh now, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say things we can't take back here, guys. Yeah, you know what? We, we crossed that bridge already. 
it seems like yeah, you so you both have your own separate projects here now that are like kind of related, but like yeah, what is Pat's Pat's project? Well, Pat's project's dead in the water now. Pat's Pat's project is uh, making uh, uh, Hillary memes or something like that. No, I actually, I actually did a pivot, and when you see Caroline and the City Babies, you're gonna be your mind's gonna be blown. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of sitcoms from NBC from the '90s. Well, one this tip isn't for over. you. One tip for you from a real writer: don't write out the main character. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about instead of uh, thirty something, you could do uh, three something. <laughs> uh, can I t- can I use that? Yeah, go ahead. It's it's yours. Listen, okay. listen. In all seriousness, can you please message me after we get off the air? I'd like to talk to you about that. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. I actually have a little bit of juice. So yeah, yeah okay. You're gonna, you're gonna introduce him to the guy that gets somebody's coffee. What a hero. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. All right. You know, fine. I think I made my point. I think I came across very well here. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who's going to think that I'm in the wrong. So you guys enjoy your uh, little self-indulgent chat about oh. the monster mash. Oh. I'm gone. Patrick, just before you go, just before you go, I know you're yeah. very stuck on this cartoon babies concept, but um, mm. may I suggest historical hip hop musicals? You could do something with that. They're very in right now, also. You know, I've Listen, heard that. Got, um, don't start making fun of. Don't start making fun of Hamilton. Lynn is a friend of mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some juice, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, cream rises. <laughs> yeah, I hope your juice goes down the wrong pipe. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow. Well, well, Daniel. Now that you're here. Yeah. Uh, you're still here, right? Yeah, I'm here. Are you okay? I got, I'm, a little, I'm a little rattled. This guy. This guy has been a thorn in my side now for a while. You know, you get involved with these people, and at the beginning, it seems like a dream. And it ends up being just about the biggest nightmare you could possibly encounter. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, 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 sounded, uh, it sounded pretty nightmarish. You could almost write a song about it, like Monster Mash or Dracula's Soiree. Well, so, listen, I, 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 I don't know how musically adept you guys are, but... That, that's a whole load of hokum. That's not the story. This guy's trying to get inside my head. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we had no... I mean, because it was obviously a fake zombies thing. We, you know, we read the article, but then when he started to talk, it was sort of like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, all the things he's saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought... I figured he was the expert. I didn't want to correct him. He was saying all these names, and it's like, well, he, he knows their names, so I trust him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he's, he's uh, you know... A pretty adept bullshit slinger. <laughs> well, why don't we get the straight goods from the man himself then? Yeah, let's uh, sure, let, let's sure. let's figure I'd this out. I can tell you anything you want to know. Who wrote Monster Mash? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> is that actually right? I don't know. It is. Yeah. It is okay. correct. Yes. Fuck. Uh, I would. I would have had fair, no idea. I don't actually know that he has a songwriting credit on that. That's who performed the Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> um. But. Uh, you know, Daniel, let's let's get into the heart of this article seriously, because it was a sure. very fascinating read, uh, and something that uh, obviously you'd been working on for a very long time. When did you start to like sort of get the the hint that there was something here that you might be able to dig into? Yeah, it's actually it's been a really long time coming. Actually, about seven years ago, I just picked up a biography of the zombies in a used bookstore. You know those. You'll see them sometimes in like Barnes and Noble or something. There'll be like a music biography, but it's like barely a book. It's almost like a scrapbook or something. It's, yeah, it's like the, the it's like uh, old, 
what do they call them? Like the unauthorized, the unauthorized that's biography. Exactly of, what it was, and it was probably of Justin n- new for seven ninety nine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just bolstered uh, the page count with like gig posters, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so there was one sentence in this thing that said, uh, in 1969, while time of the season was a hit in the United States, the zombies had no idea and disbanded. During this time, groups went around pretending to be the zombies. That was it. The writer did not follow up on it. There was nothing else. How do you just throw that um, out there and not follow up on it? Like, I, that seems insane. Like, oh, here's this so crazy thankful. detail. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful that he did not follow up on it. Uh, but to be honest, neither did I for a long time. But the um, the story stuck really stuck in my mind, and I kind of wrote like an outline for a movie based on the idea. I didn't know anything about it. Nothing. I, none of the names, none of the places, nothing. I wrote an outline for a movie that takes place in Buffalo, a whole weird thing. And then um, I put it in a drawer for years. And then a couple years ago, my friend Jeff, um, who is a a friend of mine in New York, I told him about this. And he's like, I would love to try to work on that with you. We should write it. Um, I rewrote it with him. And then um, my sort of professional mentor, Tom Sharpling, gave me some notes on it. And that really helped me shape it again. And then uh, this is still at the at the writing stage, and then about a year and a half ago, I started to get into the idea of figuring out what happened with the real zombies as research for the thing that I was writing, which was basically then, like a, a fictionalized take on the concept of an imposter band, basically. Exactly. And in my research, I, I sort of I couldn't find anything. I found one post from like a Web 1.0 thing. <laughs> that's still there, that's basically like a guy saying that he thinks he saw the fake zombies and a couple quotes from some other people who think they saw the fake zombies. Uh, And then from there, I I found a link to a guy in Texas who wrote a blog post that was posted in, I think, 2006 or 2007 um, where he detailed being on tour with the fake zombies. But the article is very strange. You know, it was posted years ago and had two comments it seemed like no one had ever seen it before, and the, I think the reason nobody ever gravitated to it is because the post is mostly about his guitar collection, <laughs> not about the fact that he was on tour with, and then this is sort of the reveal from my research, that he was actually on tour with two members of ZZ Top playing in a fake version of the Zombies. Yeah, But which is there crazy. was an active email address, and I emailed him, and we started conversing, and then... About a year ago, I went down to see The Replacements in Philadelphia when I was still living in New York uh, with a friend of mine, and the editor, Steve Kandel from BuzzFeed, was catching a ride down to the show with us, and I casually mentioned the story, and he said, you have to write this for us. This, is, this sounds amazing. So I dug into it. I started digging through uh, you know, microfilm in a research in a library in Michigan, trying to find old concert reviews of these fake zombies. Uh, I got kind of pulled in a bunch of different places. Some things worked out great, some things not so much. And then, you know, a couple, now four days ago, the article got published and it seems like people are really into it. Did BuzzFeed sort of seem as a a bit of a strange place for you to to be publishing what is like a a deep dive musical uh, detective investigation, basically? Like, it's not the kind of article you would typically associate with them. No, and not to get too inside baseball about it, but I did it with them because I trust Steve Kendall. He's an amazing editor who uh, who every writer I know trusts and is a deep 
is a music person who really fundamentally understands music, I think, in the same way that I do. And I knew, he, I knew he'd be a great editor for it. And then secondly, they gave me ownership rights to the story, which is what I really wanted. Oh, that's amazing. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, but there is a certain element of, you know, the, the zombies are a band who are kind of not just for music snobs. Like, most people's parents love the zombies and at least no time of the season and usually know she's not there or tell her no or something like that. Uh, so I did want it to go to a place where, like, people would see it outside of, you know, like, uh, not to toot my own horn, I probably could have pitched it to Pitchfork and done it there, but I feel like m- so many less people would have seen it that I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think finding the, the target audience is key, and, and realistically, the the type of person that's, a, like, a daily Pitchfork checker is probably going to come across the story on Twitter anyway. So, right. whereas, you know, the people who don't even know what Pitchfork is are never going to come across it. So, you know, realistically, you captured someone like me that is that kind of like daily Pitchfork reader. Uh, you know, I was obviously, I would have been, I would have had the story retweeted into my timeline or what, if I didn't know, I mean, I know you, we follow each other and I know you anyway, but it would have been, it showed up, it would have showed up in my feed or I would have seen something about it and been like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to check this out just being like a music fan. Yeah, and I, that's sort of what I, what I wanted. I think that, you know, it's, it's really cool to see people... You know, the other thing about the sort of, like, very inside baseball music people is that, like, it's not always very fun, you know? <laughs> and I like the idea that I'm seeing, I'm seeing comments from people being like, oh, shit, I think I saw a fake version of... You know, I think I saw a fake version of whoever. You know, I, that's another thing is I, I don't want to give anybody the impression that this is an anomaly in that way. Certainly the ZZ Top angle and the story itself is interesting, but there were a million fake bands back then. It's weird. I, I of course, looked at the comments on BuzzFeed and on their Facebook and everything, and people are being like, oh, you know, there was also a fake version of the Guess Who or whatever. I've never said that this was an article about all of the fake bands. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, please write about that. That would be amazing. Um, But yeah, I I think that's the thing that, that really makes the piece exciting is is that is that this like it just it's literally unfathomable for people of this of our generation to imagine this happening like the idea that there could just be a band pretending to be another band for like months and touring and making money like it's just it's obscene like it's crazy we just can't even imagine it so it's such a unique kind of period story in that way and i think too what i thought was really cool is that the original zombies didn't really seem to care or at least you know that was the, sort of your comment that 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 sort of ended the article where they were sort of like yeah you know whatever i mean it was fine more more people found our music because of it and so that's great you know like i personally probably would have been like fuck you <laughs> you're steer oh, fucking I, I got mad that somebody reposted the story today on their Tumblr or whatever without crediting me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, uh, fluffybunny68.tumblr.com. That's my piece, you mother... As if but, someone's you know, my favorite... Yeah, my favorite part of the whole process was that I got to go to see... I got to go meet the real zombies um, when they were here in Los Angeles. And they, of course, knew that there had been a fake zombies but they didn't know about the zz top connection so i got to tell them and show them the pictures for the first time it's actually how i lead off the article uh but that was pretty awesome to be able to go and get to getting to see them play odyssey and oracle in its entirety 
it was just like a pretty incredible experience. And you tried to reach out to Frank Beard and Dusty Hill of ZZ Top also, but they declined, if I'm recalling correctly. Well, they did for almost a year. They would not talk to me. And then about two weeks ago, we finally got the break that we needed, which was that Dusty Hill, actually on my birthday, on May 16th, uh, it was a great birthday present. He responded to all of our questions that we had asked for fact-checking purposes. We had told them all along that this article was coming down the pike and that we felt it was best for them to get out in front of it. You know, this happened 46 years ago. There was no legal repercussions. There was never anything that was going to happen. Nobody was going to try to, you know, seek money or anything like that. I had, you know, audio recording of Chris White from the Zombies saying that he thought it was hysterical, you know, and thought it was the funniest thing. So <laughs> they, there was, I, and, I, and we sent that transcript to them so they knew what was going on. We, you know, they were fine. And finally, a couple weeks ago on May 16th, we got this email and Dusty Hill basically confirmed everything we asked. Um, gave a lot of answers to things like it was the 60s, you know, to, to leave out details of what happened or or doesn't remember. You know, it's a big part of the story is that this happened in an era where everybody was taking just like mountains of drugs and nobody remembers anything. <laughs> uh, well, you know, plenty of exciting moments for you throughout this whole story, like getting to break the news to the actual zombies is is probably a special thing for you. Um, but I just yeah, love I love the idea of you like uh, just wading through microfiche in an old Michigan library. Like as a music journalist, like how rare is it to get this sort of opportunity to to dig into an investigative piece like, you know, a detective or, or what have you? It was really pretty special. It, it was last, I guess it was July, I went out there for the first time to a town called Bay City, Michigan, which is where this whole ruse took place. And I should mention that there were, there were two different versions of the zombies at the same time, uh, <laughs> touring in different directions. That's also, I think, a great detail. And I actually didn't know that until I got to Michigan. And there's a guy there named Gary Johnson, who's a Michigan rock and roll historian who was invaluable in helping me put, put this whole thing together. Um, and he's the one who I went to the library with and dug through stuff with. And, you know, we found a concert review of one of the fake zombies show shows in Grand Rapids. And, you know, just to give you a little picture of what the era was like, the fake zombies opened for the real question mark and the Mysterians. And it says in the review that the fake zombies are terrible and sound nothing like they did when they were selling millions of records. Uh, and then the real question mark and the Mysterians come on stage and announce that their keyboardist has qu had quit a week before, so they couldn't play 96 Tears, which was their only hit. And when they finished playing the set, everybody just left without clapping. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. And that's the other thing, so The too, real again. bands weren't that much better than the fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of those, because back in those days, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, a lot of the bands back in those days, uh, you know, the concerts were shorter and it was a lot more bands on the bill and it was probably pretty easy to sneak in some pretty shitty bands when you'd go see a show. And, and not that, I mean, we've all been to shows where the opening bands are, are really horrible. Um, but, but definitely like it was almost another level there where you'd sit through sometimes four or five, like almost amateur acts to get to the, maybe the one band you wanted to see. So to slide a fake band in there, well, who gives a shit? And, you know, it was an era where people who were really into rock and roll, the previous iteration of rock and roll touring that the Zombies did when they toured the United States in 65 and 66, 
is they were part of a package tour where they'd only play one or two of their songs. Right. Which is so it wasn't unusual to go and see a band play just their big hit. Like it, it seems, you know, crazy when you see a band play a massive festival that they only get like half an hour on the card, you know. But like I, that just seems unfathomable to only play like two songs. Yeah, it just reminds me of that thing you do, where like the wonders like literally go out and play <laughs> that thing you do and then leave, <laughs> and then yeah. and then they get like through their f- like first tour and they're like oh we should we should probably make another song (laughs) (laughs) and and then that's the whole like yeah i guess we probably need a second song you know as opposed to like bands now where it's like you got to have a debut album and you don't really headline a tour until you have three albums out or whatever like it's just it's so funny Daniel, I have to ask. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier you went to see the replacements uh, in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. These were the real replacements. They weren't the replacement replacements. <laughs> That's a good question because, kind of. I mean, it was <laughs> Paul and Tommy who were the, you know, the remainder of the replacements. Chris Mars doesn't, who was their uh, drummer, doesn't play music anymore. But it was a, you know, a replacement drummer and a replacement uh, guitarist there. So it, it 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 did feel a little bit strange. I think there was a little bit of pushback from. I don't know, I guess people who, who might care about that kind of thing. It was a great show, and they're one of my favorite bands, so I, I'm definitely not complaining that I got to see them. <laughs> okay, so I was like half And right. I should mention, oh, I was just going to mention, guys, that there is, if I can recommend something that has nothing to do with me, there's an amazing biography of the pla- replacements out right now by a guy named Bob Mayer. That's the best book I've read in ages. All right. What's it called? It's called Trouble Boys. Okay. Well, not only do you sound like John, you're also stepping on his gimmick of recommending books on the podcast. Yeah, my gimmick. My gimmick <laughs> is that I'm fucking smart and I read a ton of books. Yeah, real gimmick I've got going on over here. That's a, that's a fun dynamic when you're like, yeah, go read a book, you egghead. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I will. And a lot of other books, too. I genuinely enjoy that pursuit. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck. I know. It's so. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, Daniel, before we let you go, uh, if anybody out there has not read the article yet, which seems crazy that there would be anyone at this point, uh, <laughs> they can find it uh, on BuzzFeed, of course. But uh, maybe the easiest way would be uh, on your Twitter. Yeah, that would be that would be the way. And there are a lot of people who haven't read it in our weird small little world. Maybe not, but I think there are a lot of people who have not read it. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So that's your at Daniel Ralston on Twitter, correct? Correct. Perfect. Not so. the not the real Daniel Ralston. No, we've been <laughs> no, burned by no. that enough times okay. this evening. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get a call from my lawyer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because I, I know he doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he's gonna get the call. It's not his lawyer that's gonna get the call. <laughs> Is your lawyer just gonna call him to like brag that you have a lawyer? Yeah, he's just going to say, hey, yeah, this is Daniel's lawyer. And then just keep calling him back and saying that over and over yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on Real Good Show and talking about uh, an article that we all enjoyed reading. Guys, it was a true honor. Thank you very much. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Bye. Russell, look out! Well, speaking of uh, finals, which is what we were talking about before that video game. So we're still speaking about finals. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The NHL finals also going on. They are. And also not that exciting, even though all the games have been like one goal games. The games themselves have been exciting. Yeah, but it's just the 
Pittsburgh's been dominating yeah. the games. Like even the scoreboard hasn't necessarily shown that, but it has been a pretty dominant performance by the Penguins. The San Jose win was was awesome. That was a really fun yeah. game. Oh, totally. I, I think I well, do love all of the interviews with Ken Dryden about like Matt Murray's stellar performance as a rookie goaltender in the playoffs because like you know uh, to me the subtext of everything that he says even though he gives like standard quotes is is like sort of I feel like there's a part of Ken Dryden that deep down is like just stop talking to me about this oh, every time this Ken, happens. Ken I'm Dryden. fucking done with this. Like, Ken, I was done with this during the Cam Ward season. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh, Ken Dryden's been done with this forever. <laughs> Ken Dryden is a lawyer and doesn't give a shit about anything. And uh, I remember when he was in the Leafs front office for a while, and that just made no sense to me because I just felt like he was he just didn't give a shit about anything and they'd interview him and it was like, this guy just doesn't care about hockey. I know. I feel like that's part of the reason Patrick walk coaches is he like, well, you can't talk to me about it cause I'm a coach. So <laughs> it wouldn't be fair of me to talk. I'm not about allowed it. to comment on another team's players uh, yeah. in such a manner. I apologize, but uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the only possible explanation as to why wall would be a coach at this point. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's gotta be some kind of reason. <laughs> um, but what were you going to say, Stefan, about the final? Oh, he was going to make oh, a good gonna, segue. I was going to do a good segue here, yeah. but I think you, I'll leave that to it. you. No, no, it's okay. Uh, our clip of the week. Yeah, our clip of the week this week uh, is a follow-up from last week's clip of the week, where, of course, we got uh, great delight from the uh, Punjabi commentators for Hockey Night in Can- uh, Canada doing the Nick Bonino! Bonino, 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 Nick Bonino! Uh, that was a lot of fun, of course. And uh, this week, the player with the big overtime goal was uh, Jonas Donskoy. That's right. Of the San Jose Sharks. Got the one win that the Sharks have in the series at this point. Uh, as you listen to this show, uh, the Penguins may have already won the cup. Yeah. It's entirely possible that it's all over, uh, but the crying, of course. But uh, for that one brief fleeting moment, uh, the Sharks did get to experience the elation of victory thanks to this goal. And we are not just going to hear the goal call. We are going to hear the goal called by the Finnish commentator. Because Donskoy is Finnish. Yes. yes. I think that's enough of that. That was pretty great. That's a good follow-up on the discussion that we had about, like, Homer sports journalism last week, too. Yeah. Because, like, obviously those guys are extra stoked as the Finnish commentators because it was their boy, uh, one of the Finnish players, who got the job uh, done. Is Olimata the only other Finnish player in the series? I want to say yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can't think of another one off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's the only one. So yeah, there's all only I'm thinking one. of are like old. Th- I'm thinking of like Kiprasov and like <laughs> yeah, Vesatoskala. No. no, they don't. They don't play for the Sharks. No, no. Anyway. They're off hitting rails in Tampere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Timu Solani no longer on the Sharks. Yeah, also. or it's probably pronounced like Tampera or whatever. The thing I love about that is is that like Finnish 
the language is known for incredibly soft vowel sounds. Like it barely sounds like they're speaking anything when they speak. Like it's all the vowels are very soft. Like we typically in English have very hard vowel sounds. They have very soft ones. So to like hear him just basically rip his vocal cords on such a like soft sounding language is incredible. I feel like you could take that goal call and put it over top of like a heavy metal riff. And it would just fit right in. That's oh, like yeah, the totally. level of aggressiveness we should do that. he has. Yeah, Yerky, Yerky could probably set us up with that. Fellow Finn, Yerky21 could uh, probably set that up for us. That'd be great. Um, oh, and we were talking about uh, Don Cherry on the show a little while ago, another hockey commentator. Uh, did you guys hear that he got some fish? No. Yeah, he named them Don's Koi. Um, come on, man. <laughs> you guys are both on the hook for no, I'm that. glad I'm glad that you guys like, were both totally thought I was gonna say something serious I'm glad that the further this show goes along the more I like lower your comedy down to my level buddy I love shitty puns <laughs> I have from the beginning it Perfect. doesn't mean I'm not gonna deride you when you make them <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, I just, I really enjoy because like, you know, we talked about last week, like if you are a, f- a Finnish commentator broadcasting to a Finnish audience and a Finnish player does something sweet, why would you not savor that moment for everything that it's worth? Yeah, I agree. I have nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. As we all should. Yes. And uh, the thing that we meant to talk about in relation to the Stanley Cup Finals before we move on is, of course, that it seems like your boy, Phil Kessel. Philip J. Probably not just going to win the Stanley Cup. But the man. Probably the Conn Smythe also. Oh, man. What a guy. Not even on the U.S. World Cup team. Not even apparently one of the best players in one of the worst hockey nations currently playing. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, my love for Phil Kessel runs very deep and, uh, I, he, I felt so badly for the way he was treated in Toronto. He clearly loved it there despite how he was treated by the media there. I just think he's, I think he's smarter and, and, and a lot more engaged than people think he is. I always felt that from the whole time he was in Toronto, people said he was a moron. People said, he never passes, which is crazy. That pass he made to Malkin was ludicrous. I always thought he was a better playmaker than scorer, actually. He's just also really good at scoring. But he's a great passer. Like, he was just all these things that have been spoken about him that are so not true just drove me nuts forever. And so, yeah, I just love him. I just think he uh, overcame adversity in Toronto and and in Boston with cancer. Like, he also had cancer. Yeah. No People one seems that. to care about that. Yeah. You just say he had cancer and everyone just like, fuck well, this guy. It was probably from eating so many hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the main cause of cancer. It was like such a definitive part of like the narrative surrounding Mario Lemieux also. It's like what part of what makes him a legend is like – he he left the game and then conquered cancer and came back basically. Yeah. And for and Saku Koivu. Yeah. And Lance Armstrong before all the shit went out. Like it's been a narrative for so many people, but for some reason Kessel is just like oh, whatever. You don't have a traditionally athletic body, so fuck you. Basically, yeah. it's so stupid. I just don't understand it. So yeah. Anyway, I love Kessel. I'm so happy if he wins the con Smythe. I hope he mails it to Steve Simmons. Yeah, because uh, Simmons, of course. <laughs> oh man, what can we say about that at this point? Really, like he he tweeted the other night that like 
hey, is it, it's not just me, right? Uh, this is like the most boring Stanley Cup final ever. While the player that he spent the last like three years slandering nonstop is just like making him look like a fucking goober. Oh, totally. It's not hard to make him look like a goober. Well, I just don't understand. Like, you just look at his profile profile photo. He looks like a fucking goober. Well, Well, someone pointed out he looks like Jared from Subway. (laughs) Yeah, he does actually. I just I don't understand. Like, it's been proven that that stuff he said about Kessel buying the hot dogs was a lie. Like it's been how does he still have a hundred percent proven, and yeah. he's never had to issue an apology. He's experienced or a correction. like no repercussions from. Yeah, it. like I don't understand. No professional repercussions. Like obviously yeah. on Twitter, he gets shit for it all the time. Oh, for as sure. He should. Oh yeah. But it just it's that just doesn't even make sense to me. Like I don't understand how everyone was just kind of like yeah, okay. It's not like columnists don't face repercussion. You know, versus like being an actual reporter, because like fucking Margaret Wente is getting rightfully raked over the coals, seemingly like every single month in this country. Oh, totally. For some fucking bullshit article, mostly plagiarism, which is a yeah. different controversy than what Christy Steve Blatchford would have gets to it face. all the time too. But yeah, it seems like Simmons just has impunity to say anything that he wants about pretty well any player, and it doesn't matter to him like how that's going to affect his relationship with the team or the guys in the room because he's never fucking in the room in the first place anyways. Yeah, totally. Um, but Does he work for The Sun? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, well, that yeah, that explains it. Yeah, uh, yeah pretty yeah. well. But uh, it's going to be just so sweet for Kessel to, like, get that victory. And he, like, he probably will win the Conn Smythe. Like, I can't I think, think so. of... Uh, Crosby is maybe the only other consideration, I think. Yeah. And he doesn't have the points. I mean, typically people vote for points. Kessel's got all those. You're not going to vote for, like, Nick Benino, which mm, the yeah. Team 1040 floated earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, Matt Murray, maybe. But, yeah. again, he hasn't, like, stolen games, really. He's just like, been he's, solid. He's been solid. I wouldn't say he's been, like, the story because Pittsburgh's been dominating. It's not like Cam Ward where... Like, everyone on Pittsburgh is just, like, operating on full... Yeah, cylinders right now. Oh, totally. Like, They're so good to yeah. watch. So and Simmons is just like, hey, nobody's paying attention to this, right? Like, oh, oh boy, like yeah, what a no, nobody cares about this, um, which is very entertaining. And it's like you know, so did Simmons get, he he got called out by Bautista, right? Was that yes, yes? No. Bautista was like, who are you and yeah. why are you talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> get get out of my mentions, basically. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we're watching one of the great heels of Canadian sports journalism get their comeuppance on, like, the grandest stage right now. Oh, it's now. beautiful. Well, it's great implies that he has, like, anything positive to contribute at all. <laughs> you say he's, like, a big asshole. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. well. Yeah. But that's, you know, I feel like that's, like, a, the shtick of a lot of guys. It is. It's just clickbaiting, like, hate reads, basically. Yeah, that's, like pretty much all he does for sure but i'm sure there's a massive contingent of people in toronto who read everything that he writes and is like they agree this guy's yeah. bang on oh totally simmons well, with another beauty thing. take i think it's easy for us to it's easy for us to think about how you know like because we surround ourselves with people who are like-minded and so i think it's easy when you're checking twitter every day to think like oh yeah like my opinion is correct and everyone agrees with me and that's that. Whereas there are, there's a massive 
amount of the population that that's why these guys still have a job yeah. well, because there's a lot of people who like Jim people Benning. buy papers yeah. just there's a lot them. of people who like Jim Benning well I had a Leafs a Leafs fan of mine and he's around the same age as me is maybe three years older than me a Leafs fan of mine a Leafs fan friend of mine who texted me during the Memorial Cup saying that he was thinking that the Leafs should draft Kachuk first overall because he plays well with Mitch Marner hmm <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't know how many ways I can tell you that that's incorrect. I like the implication. The implication there is that Austin Matthews won't play well with Mitch Martin. Yeah, I know. that, And that's what I said. I'm like, well, you're insane if you think that that's that. So, <laughs> And obviously every player who plays with uh, a great player obviously never has their draft stock inflated by that and is just as great as the player that they're playing oh, with. Oh, 100%. I'm going to laugh. Like Kachuk's probably going to go to Edmonton if they don't trade the pick. And I mean, I think he's a good player, definitely. But I do also think that if you look at like his Memorial Cup stats, I think almost all of his goals, the primary assist was Marner. And it was like... Some of them were like highlight reel assists. Like oh, he just yeah. went, tapped it in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mitch Marner's pretty good at hockey. Yeah. Do we want to talk about uh, the the big fight news? Why did you search Casey Piero Zabotel? I was trying to remember who he played with that boosted his numbers, but I th- maybe he oh, was, was the uh, guy who was boosting. Wasn't he? Numbers. No, he, no, he played no. in the BCHL. He, yeah. He? No, he was no, with he Brulee. Yeah, uh, no, it was uh, Evander Kane. Oh, well, yeah, right, Because he right, played right. with the Giants for one season, I think? Mm, two. two. Two? And he was huge, but it was uh, he played with Kane and uh, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, the, and the Penguins drafted him being like, this guy can play with Crosby, I bet. I remember uh, there was an HF Boards mock draft where you could, like, take over a team and like do a mock draft online and like everyone was like super stoked for this one it's this guy who like ran it every year or something and it was like this like annual thing and you could each be a team and i guess uh he got drafted the year of the crosby draft i think yeah and so someone was pittsburgh and was like you know they get to the first over pick everyone's like yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun doing this mock draft it's gonna last a couple weeks we're gonna do like a full seven rounds and he picked casey piero zavatel first overall and they had to like restart the entire thing and like choose teams again and people so he did like your mock draft basically but uh, but like on purpose my inspiration yeah well i was trying to think of who that was also a really good team they had so yeah i'm pretty sure he played with kane and gallagher was he on the cup winning team he must have been uh, or no no, i guess it was the it was after uh but he had uh so he had also uh, Lance Boma was on the team. Uh, and then on the point, you had John Blum. Uh, James Henry was a, was a solid uh, player as well. But yeah, they had Brent Regner on the point as well. That was their their two main guys. But yeah, he played with Kane, basically. I was trying to remember who played with Crosby like for Ramuski. Oh, it was uh, Pouliot. Right. Yeah. And also that fucking defenseman that the Canucks drafted. Um or signed oh, the undersized defenseman from the Giants? No, no, from Ramuski. Played for Ramuski. Yeah, I'll I'll find it. Oh, Coulomb, Patrick. Coulomb. Yeah, Patrick Coulomb. Yeah, of course. Coulomb. Of course. Well, Why is, do I have that in my head? I don't know. Well, this is yeah. It was Ma- Mark Antoine stuff. Pouliot and Danny Roussin. So Crosby had yeah. 168 points. Roussin had 116. Pouliot had 114, and then Coulomb had 68. 
that was the next closest. So he had like 40 points less. But he's a defense. And it was it was not the current Pouliot that's in the NHL. It was Mark Antoine Pouliot. Not Mark Andre. Yeah, not Mark Andre. I believe Pouliot. that Pouliot was drafted by the Oilers. Uh, he was, yeah. yeah. In and the first round, yes. 22nd overall. And did not do very he well. He played 192 games in the NHL and scored 57 points. All the more reason to draft Kachuk first overall. Oh, don't even get me started. Um, do we want to talk about UFC quickly? Uh, no, what time no is it? not really. Probably. No, we've we'll talked about questions. other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's and get like that questions. Ariel Helwani stuff kind of cleared itself up as UFC just realized that they were being extremely stupid. Really well, stupid. Well, that's good. Yeah. And just reversed all I of was those decisions. That. That's good. Uh, well, let's, I don't know. It's, it's getting late, fellas. Why don't we just dive right into the Twitter mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. We're getting, yeah, we got we to gotta get this going. Oh. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Stefan, anything good in the mailbag this week? Well, this isn't in the mailbag, but uh, ABC's 2020, the official Twitter account, posted that uh, singer Bobby Brown claims that he had sex with a ghost. Sex with a ghost. I love it. Just wanted to kind of. My dick <laughs> is haunted by a ghost. Uh, Ro- Rob Wisman, funny guy. Uh, you guys know him. Uh, As I Twitter's do. Rob Wisman. Twitter's Rob Wisman, uh, uh, Stefan Hex co conspirator. And uh, just if Rob is listening to the podcast, I'd just like to rip a band aid off for him if I could. Everybody has an office henchman workplace <laughs> comedy. So. I, I have. I like several. this is like a recurring yeah. bit now. I have like five of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't we all? And oh, oh, it's animated. Okay, yeah, good for you. <laughs> I have a veritable bouquet of office henchmen workplace yeah, comedies. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is more of an observation than a question. It's a great observation. Okay. Now. And he says, "How twisted is it that the two states that legalized weed are getting together for a Super Bowl?" Whoa, I never thought about it like that, yeah, but they, much respect. It's like a bowl of weed. Yes, I get it. Put they it on the table. Like, it's, like a, it's like potpourri. That's oh, what, that's like that a, kind of bowl. Well, that's what I assume Like it is. blow, like the movie Blow where they have like a bowl of cocaine. Yeah, but they just have little, but like it's little weed, nugs. Weed nugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'd be a pretty cool little potpourri thing, actually. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like the smell of weed that much that I would want to make it like the potpourri of my house. Mm, I like it better than potpourri. <laughs> I don't know if I like it better than potpourri, actually. Well, although, okay, although, off, the, off the top of your head, what does potpourri smell like? What does it smell exactly. like? Exactly. Well, it depends. Well, it depends on the blend. No, it's one If I was smell. smelling a specific blend, then I could blend? let you know. It just smells like it's potpourri. No, it's, it's a blend of smell. spices and dried flowers. No, because so it's it, called one thing, so it smells like the one thing. False. It smells like potpourri. It does not. Yeah. No. Yes. Different flavors. Potpourri is one thing. Dude, Google. flavor. Po- Are you Google, eating it now? Google potpourri. And tell me that there's not a bunch of different kinds of potpourri. Okay, first I'm going to do how to spell. <laughs> P-O-T-P-O-U-R-R-I. Oh, potpourri. Yeah, it's yeah. like potpourri. Okay, yeah. A mixture of dried petals and spices placed in a bowl or oh. small sack. Well, it's not Brower's sack. We know that much. <laughs> yeah, not if it's small. clothing or a room. A mixture of things, especially well, a musical or literary medley. Hmm. You didn't mention anything about music. Why the fuck is there music? Well, that's what the definition says. That's stupid. It's a musical medley. To be fair, we never got any sort of confirmation on the size of Troy's sack. 
We just know that the balls they contain. Oh man, could you imagine if like his sack are... is just like almost bulging? <laughs> <laughs> like there's like it could just rip at any time. It's like it's uh, like the Hulk's pants. It's, it's just like Santa's sack that he carries <laughs> over, just nice. bursting with toys. I like that. Um, <laughs> I do have some questions. Yeah. Uh, sure. Oh. I mean, whatever. Uh, Sorry, what were you, Oh, potpourri. So I was right, is what we're saying. Because yeah, I was, well, def- well, I was definitely right. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. But I think potpourri smells better than marijuana. Mm. Like, in a, if you just put it in a bowl yeah. on the table. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I disagree. I Well, yeah, but marijuana right. smells great. Uh, Does no. it? I don't think it smells great. Just like by, like this, yeah, no, just like a nug of marijuana smells fucking awesome. I mean, I don't smoke weed and I also don't drink, but. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, no, I don't do that. But I just, even still, I just don't know. I mean, maybe like the smell of it is good to you because you know you're gonna about to smoke it. Yeah, but like, well, maybe I should start smoking potpourri. Is that what you're saying? Well, the exactly. Yeah. If you started, if you smoked potpourri, you might be like, oh, that smells really good. Oh. Because it might just be that you're connecting it with the like feeling. You're so your the theory, the John Collin theory of smellativity here. <laughs> Is yes, of if smell-ativity. you hate that the sounds sm- like a Beavis and Butthead joke. Yeah, if you, if <laughs> more you, like the f- theory of smellativity. <laughs> if you hate the smell of something, just smoke it, and and you'll like the smell. No, if you no, because it's about the transitive yeah. properties yeah, of I'm the thing sure you smoke. Because it's you want to smoke marijuana, yeah. to feel good. So you're associating that smell with a good. No, feeling. it just smells good, and the smell makes me feel so good. No, that's the no, theory that's not true. Yeah. of smellativity. You not smell weed and go for the first time before you ever smoked yeah. it. Went that is it for me. Well, that I, is I, I, that's what I did with cocaine. Okay, well, that's a totally different monster altogether. <laughs> the theory of smellativity, as I understand it, is weed equals potpourri smoked. Well, no, I'm I'm just saying if where's if, the squared? What's squared in it? That's smoked. I'm just gonna oh, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just <laughs> oh, okay. gonna text my mom right now and just be like just to get out ahead of things here. I've I haven't done cocaine. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. It's probably for the best. Before you listen, it's important yeah. you know. It's important you know. I've never done cocaine. I don't know. I don't think you could handle cocaine. You'd, be, you'd be weird on it. Well, I I took like Ritalin once, and uh, that I don't know. I mean, you're supposed to. It's supposed to help you study. Yeah. I just played video games more. Yeah. But like, like I, really focused. I was really good at them. They tried to put me on Ritalin, but I stuck it to the man. And now look at me. A podcast. Yeah. I have a very sort of somewhat <laughs> lowly successful podcast. <laughs> God, that makes $388 a month. Well, look the, at me now. It's the best thing going on for me. So. Look at <laughs> me now. It's the best thing going on well, for you. No, wow. Okay, good. No. Breakup breakdown <laughs> update. Here we go. Episode 49. I'm a, you know, professionally speaking. Oh, professionally speaking. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I have some, you know, a couple good things going. Well, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Is Monty, how's Monty doing? He's on the mend if people want to donate to the, the is fund. Is he still in his quarantine tent? He is. He okay. is. Yeah. He's, put, he's getting more strength in the leg every day. That's good. He's really very angry to be quarantined still at this point. Right. But another month to go. So. Oh, it's another. Holy shit. I yeah. didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. He cannot okay. run or jump. Texted my mom. I'm Because uh, she, had, she had called during the podcast. Oh, I'm okay. like, hey, we're recording the podcast right now. By the way, I've never done cocaine. Good. Yeah. So I don't even solve... know your mom's name. Uh, it's uh, Harriet. Harriet. Is it actually? No, it's not. Harriet and Paul. We'll go yeah. with it. <laughs> Uh, Noah Cambergard at Camber writes, will you ever get a poll right on the first try? Tell Camber to shove it up his piece. (laughs) (laughs) 
You try writing a Twitter poll, yeah, Camber. It's difficult. You think of these different options, oh, yeah. but they don't come up until after you've already you know, gone through with it. It's like a metaphor for life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second here. This is from Insane Feels Guy. Very funny guy. And he asks, if you hit a home run and it kills a guy inadvertently, but no one is on base, does it count as a grand slam? And I think that's a rule that well, they shouldn't. They sorry, should, what? So what it was hits the, question? the guy in the stands. If you hit, well, it's just a guy. If you hit a home run and it kills a guy, oh, kills a guy, but no one's on base, should it count as a grand slam? Hmm. I think it should. You killed a guy. That's. But what if he doesn't die right away? Are you gonna just gonna amend the runs to the end of the game? That doesn't oh, yeah. seem fair. It's a sticky situation. And Noah, just a shout out to you at Camber. Um, you should try doing a poll. Oh, no, wait, don't. You only have 465 followers. No one's going to answer it. That's like a pretty deep, to be fair, <laughs> for, a, for just like a yeah. random Twitter account. That's not bad. That's a good Here's number. A good Here's number. the poll. Is anyone going to respond to this poll? <laughs> yes or no? Spoiler, zero <laughs> votes, zero percent. John's healing up again. Uh, just kidding. Noah, thank you for listening and supporting the show. Actually, does he donate to the show? I don't think he does. So you know what? I thank you for I'm listening to the sure show for free. Does he? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he Thank does. you for paying to listen to the show and having me make fun of you. <laughs> At the thank very you. least, he thank went... Thank you, Nathan. He went and... Wait, what was his name? Noah. Yeah, it was Nathan... Uh, and that's not his real name, Nathan though. Bamber. Uh, at the very least, he went and supported Arkells when they toured through Brooklyn. We're guessing... I'm guessing his name is is Jeffrey Camber. I don't know what his Jeffrey name Tambor? Is. Jeffrey Tambor? Maybe, because he's going with Noah Cambergard. Oh, okay. So, well, it's Noah. It's, it's like, like Cindergard. Cindergard, but yeah. Cambergard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bertovo asks, do you think a shaved horse would do well at the Kentucky Derby <laughs> on account of aerodynamics? I feel like their hair isn't long enough to really contribute, but maybe if but you shave the, the mane, mane right? yeah, I feel like the bristles would be uncomfortable for them, though. Like like the little like stubble of hair starting to grow back in. Like someone yeah, so has to run have, faster. If someone has off. to have tried it. Shaving a horse? Yeah. Like someone has to have tried that. Well, yeah, because it's the main, right? It's it's more the main than anything else. Yeah, you just want to get that main out of there. Yeah, that's the main. I thing. just Google searched if you shave a horse, does it go faster? Going to Google image search shaved horse. <laughs> uh, nowhere seems to suggest you should shave your horse. It's get, just mostly clip. It refers to clipping, clipping horses. Okay, the first uh, image is it's called cool idea shaved horse, and it's a horse with palm trees shaved into it, <laughs> and a sailboat. Oh well, that's less good. Uh, yeah, I don't see too many. That horse like, gets made fun of so much by all the other horses, like no question. Oh, uh, definitely. There's a website called thehorse.com, and it is about horses, John. which I respect. Nice. I actually, that's pretty dope. Any I more uh, questions here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our friend the Zoobs. Uh, your boy. Your boy the Zoobs, host of Sportsfeld, of course. Yes. Writes in to ask, which one of you is the brother Nero of the show? which is in reference to uh, the insane promos that are going on. Yeah, we haven't seen it. For, so. for TNA Wrestling to to promote uh, their upcoming Slammiversary pay-per-view this Sunday. Man, let's just talk about how tough it's been for Matt Hardy because he's been in real-life feuds where he's supposed to hate his brother, and that follows on the heels of being in a, real li- in a feud where Edge uh, banged his real-life wife. And that she, one, that's a rough one. And she left him for Matt Hardy. Yeah. Or sorry, for Edge. She was married to Matt Hardy. Were Edge they married? banged her. I think I'm pretty sure they were married. I think he just stole his girlfriend. Oh, I thought they were married. Regardless. Weren't they? Or maybe <laughs> so who's the Nero? Am I the Nero? I don't even I don't, I don't know. What's what the this context means. here? Uh that's the name that Matt Hardy has now ascribed to his brother Jeff. 
He's gone insane. He's uh, Nero's a better name than Jeff. He's broken Matt Hardy now, and he uh, constantly refers to Jeff as Brother Nero. This is what you wanted, Brother Nero. So it ends where it all began. And just imagine all of this in a scene that looks to be directed uh, by a collaborative effort between Neil Breen and. Tommy Wiseau. I think I'm the brother Nero. Yeah? Because, like, with the gorilla, I drove you guys fucking up the wall talking about the gorilla. Yeah, but I don't... Like, brother Nero, I think, is still the hero of this story. Nero the hero. Because Jeff is the face overall. So I'm, I'm confused. I am confused, too. I don't know what any of those I'm going mean. to say that you are the brother Nero. Okay. Then. I'm the brother Nero. Sure. you're the, the plucky young guy that everybody's rooting for. And, yeah, you're right. They were not married, but they were boyfriend-girlfriend. Yes, and he did have to watch Edge have a live sex celebration That's on right. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. That's hilarious. Good times. <laughs> Who hasn't had a live sex celebration? I've had many. Uh, donor to the show, Kaylin B. Asks, Kaylin B. Why did they stop making new jock jams? Great question. That's like the question of our time. Probably because everybody was real disappointed when they found out Gary Glitter was a kid toucher. And they're like, we got to shut this down. Well, not everyone on jock jams is a pedophile. No, I know that. But that doesn't matter because rock and roll part two is seen as the transcendent sports anthem. That's like the jock jam. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be Well, but it's like how Subway is like the sandwich. You know I don't know. I, mean? I don't know. Yeah, what exactly. I still eat sandwiches. Yeah, I know. But just because Jared like. Yeah, but you don't eat Subway. You still listen to no, Jock I, Jams. No, I eat Subway too. Well, okay. Well, that's just I, your own fault. Like Blair, Glary, Gary Glitter in Subway. I personally. Cancel each other out. I don't know what Kalen is talking about. I feel like there are new Jock Jams happening all the time. I think uh, he's just referring to the actual like albums, ev- right? Every time Troy Brower sits down uncomfortably <laughs> on the bench, there's a new uh, jock jam. There you go. Every time he has to try and fit his balls into a jock. <laughs> I think we should jock give... Uh, this is a controversial uh, opinion here, but let's give Gary Glitter a, a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what we all need. Not only do we want to give him a second chance, but we need more music from him. I don't know if you guys, uh, your listeners, of course you didn't see that. I kind of like tapped the table. I was like, eh, let's give him a second chance. Tap the table. Yeah, no, it was good. So the jock, sort of jock Jam stopped happening in 2001. There were five volumes, oh, and then well, there was an all-stars yeah, album. Yeah, September 11th. They're like, we can't do any Jock Jams now. Yeah, that's probably what it is. DJ Laidback Luke at Peculiar Ski writes in to say, what are Cullen the Comics' thoughts on the new Tegan and Sarah album? Okay. First of all, Jock Jams Volume 5 had Ray of Light by Madonna on it. Okay, so, so they were already like reaching. <laughs> they yeah. were already having a real problem getting that happening when you got fucking when you got that song on there. That's not very good. And there was also a Backstreet Boys song on there too, so probably not great. Um I don't like Tegan and Sarah, so I have no opinion of their new album. I haven't heard the new record yet. That might be a question. I saw them live. Uh, they opened for Broken Social Scene and I enjoyed them uh as a as a live uh as a live band i appreciate their stylings and their status as lesbian icons but uh i have no opinion of their music whatsoever i don't find it to be remarkable in any way i apologize for that offense well dj Laidback luke i will try to listen to the album in time for next week's show and we'll get back to you on that one should we do one more question here uh sure yeah I, i got a good one here from meme fan 2000 Perfect. And he asked, what are the tax ramifications of liquidating my IRA, which is the remnants of a 401k rollover? Isn't it? What's an IRA? I think it's like an IRA. I thought that was the Irish Irish Republican Army. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Uh, So I don't know. You probably don't want to liquidate those because that might be a... Yeah, then all the money would turn into water. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll take. That's a good way to end the. Uh, I'll take ten of my Don's Koi jokes up over that. Was that was pretty funny. Liquidate. Turn it. You turn it. It's water. not even the same word though. It's liquefy. Isn't liquefying where you just turn something into? Yeah, into a liquid. Well, that's not water. <laughs> ice too. That was truly horrendous. <laughs> That might be the worst joke that's ever been on this show. Well, I am proud to have made it. Yeah, uh, it's like you know how we did that's the like top quite the milestone. Yeah, now we did the top the, ten the, clips of the week, and it was all Bob Costas. <laughs> top ten worst jokes is just that one. The awkward silence that just hung in the air while you two both just like <laughs> stared at me with your jaws hanging <laughs> wide open. It was worth it. Made all of it worth yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't I, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't know what I could do. I have no regrets about anything. Um, That's smart. And with that, we'll move on to the final segment of the program. Everybody's favorite because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we recommend the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, before I ask you what do you like this week, I just want you to know that I had uh, my my Google autofill open when I was trying to find out who played with Sidney Crosby and Ramuski. It just had the words who played, and the first result was who played Tasha Yar from early seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. Apparently a lot That's of people want to know That's the first autofill. Yeah. Are you sure you haven't searched that I've before? I've never and... searched that before. I'm sure you have. I have never. Absolutely not. John, do you want to go first? Anyways, gentlemen, what do you like this week? Sure. Well, because I stole Justin's joke explainer bit earlier, I'm going to steal Stefan's bit and recommend a headline for one good thing this week. And this kind of also falls under the... Looney's, Toonies, and Clipperoonies jurisdiction. We haven't done that in a couple weeks now. Uh, but there's obvi- there's no clip here, but just a great headline coming out of Nova Scotia, uh, one of Canada's most backwards provinces. Uh, <laughs> the headline is, Man's pants lost during drunken night in Halifax are found. They were found. They were found, yes. <laughs> uh, so it said, uh, an Ottawa man turned to Haligonians on Reddit with an odd request this weekend. Please help me find my pants. Andy Godry was visiting Halifax for his grandmother's 80th birthday. On Friday, he went out in the town with some cousins he hadn't seen in a long time, and things get foggy from there. It's a great town. We were out gallivanting around town. I'm not even sure where we were, wherever all the bars are, he told CBC's Maritime Noon. It's a great town. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, so much so I felt the need to walk around without my pants on. Godry says he must have had his pants on for most of the night because I know I went to this one bar that was open until 4 a.m. He says he has a tendency to sleepwalk, which is exacerbated when drinking. Then he went to shawarma and he wore hot pink underwear. He had no pants. He went to the hotel and told them he was looking for his pants and they had video footage of him coming into the hotel with no pants on to confirm that he did lose them out in public. And then the staff at the Marriott in Halifax tweeted that they found his pants and he felt like it was amazing. And his wallet and phone that he had left in the pants 
We're still in the pants. And the best part of this entire headline, if you look it up yourself, is for some reason they just chose clip art to put at the top of the article. And so it's just clip art of one man pouring a beer. And then the other clip art is a man with pants around his ankles. (laughs) 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 So I'm sure Justin will put that on our Real Good Show blog and you can check that out. So that's my one good thing this week. Congratulations, Andy Godry. Yeah, I'm glad that that had a happy ending. Me too. Uh, mine, I guess. I'll go next. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I've, I started playing Overwatch, that new, like, Blizzard, uh, first person shooter. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm not, like, great at first person shooters, but, uh, the nice thing about this is it, it, like, doesn't show your, your stats during the game, so people can't get mad at you if you suck. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because, you know, that's, like, the worst part of playing, like, Call of Duty or whatever is they can sh- you can they just, like, hold down time. a button and be like, oh, this guy's, like, two kills and he's died, like, 25 times, like... You're He's fucking terrible. losing like, fuck it for you. us. Fuck and now you. it's it's kind of like it's it's a lot more like objective based and and uh, and that's so. What if so. I just ran in the corner of a room the whole time? Do you think people would know that I was bad? Yeah, but I mean, it's you know what it's not as it's not as uh, toxic. I would right. Say, okay. Of an environment. Nice. And uh, it's a fun game to play with friends. And uh, I'm Sweet. sure a lot I of you have heard any of, it, of those. So. Yeah. So well, you, you have a PS4 though. Yeah. So. That's true. I keep seeing yeah. like video clips of it on Twitter. So. Yeah. Not only are people playing it, they are filming themselves playing it and posting it online. Yes, oh, that's they are. What the cool it's a, it's kids a fun do game these now. days. <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> well, I'm going to recommend a film. Oh, here we go. Adam Wingard's classic. No, the Broken Table. No, no. Uh, he's got a movie coming out in September called The Woods. Yes, I. Okay. Which I will probably recommend when it comes out. Good but uh, in the meantime, I went and saw the new film from Shane Black who you may know as the writer of the Lethal Weapon movies or the on-set writer and uh, minor actor in the film Predator. He also wrote uh, The Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, uh, I think The Long Kiss Goodnight. And also, he did a movie called Iron Man 3, and he also did a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. This is my favorite part where you go through the person's (laughs) entire filmography. I'm just trying to establish why it's cool. Shane Black is great. That he put out a new movie. I'm not saying he's not. Don't look at me like I don't know that, Stefan. Okay? Maybe I already knew that he was I very much love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Don't we all? (laughs) It's a detective. We're talking about sex, right? Sure. No, I'm talking about the detective movie starring Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Okay. That's very, very funny. Uh, his new film, not quite as funny as that, but does have the same sort of t- tone to it. Just kind of a goofy, oddball comedy that's also a detective story. Instead of uh, being set in the present day like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, this one is like in the 70s and has a full 70s vibe going on. Uh, it's, you know, a, a genre movie, and it's like if you've seen movies like that Did you before, say the name of the movie? I, I haven't said it yet. I okay, think. I was just checking. <laughs> just checking that we're like 17 minutes into this description and we don't know what the movie is it's, it's a detective genre movie it's called the nice guys oh there we go starring russell crowe and uh you know that handsome canadian actor what's his name ryan gosling wow look at this to think of Remember which ryan Shane black's entire filmography can't think of one of the most popular actors on the planet i almost called him ryan reynolds and that would have been bad wow it's the same deal yeah, both canadian good-looking men why not yeah sure um they but yeah breaker high they are <laughs> no they weren't i know Jesus, Justin. It's, Fuck. It's, Can anyone make a goddamn joke on this fucking thing? Gosling and Crow <laughs> have very fun comedic chemistry together, which is rare to say that Russell Crowe 
famous for being a dour son of a bitch, has great comedic chemistry with somebody. 30-odd foot of grunt. But uh, they're very entertaining, and it's just a really well-done, like, you know, detective mystery. It had, like, a lot of the vibe of, um, like, L.A. Noir. if you played that video game. I didn't, but I heard it was great. Yeah, it's really good, and the movie was really good, too. I liked it. My girlfriend hated it. That's kind of the mark that it is actually good, so. (laughs) (laughs) Breakup Breakdown is getting hot tonight. Well, I don't have a whole lot going good for me. My girlfriend hated this movie, so it was pretty Which good. Which means it's great. It's yeah. called The Nice Guys, and I had a really fun time with it. You probably will, too. And I bet it's better than the new X-Men movie, which I have not seen and do not plan to. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is Brooke Halverson. Our intern is the Deep Cove Brewing Wildberry Grisette, which we've been drinking all episode Sounds long. Sounds like a pastry. And uh, I forgot to mention, actually, that uh, Daniel Ralston, of course, also recommended Trouble Boys, The True Story of the Replacements by Bob Mayer. So he slid a book recommendation in there. Perfect. I'm Justin Morissette. Alex Bullduke. Pierre Bullduke. <laughs> be real. Be good. Be real good. Balls. Quebec. The Brower balls. Yeah, thing. I was just thinking the twins are both from Quebec, but yeah, balls is good too. Do your Bouchard impression. Can I see you walk around and do the Bouchard impression? <laughs> yeah, but then I won't be able to talk to the microphone. I'll just have to be like, oh, oh no, my leg is uh, it's uh, hurting me bad. Uh, it wouldn't be hurting. I mean, it's well, a it could fake be. Leg, right? Well, but maybe like his hip, like the socket or the stump or something. I don't yeah. know. I never had a stump, but it probably doesn't feel great. Yeah, sometimes. but like the leg is f- whatever. You, get, you probably get like leg. stump chafe. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Need to keep it like well. Put some uh, cream in there. Lotioned. Yeah. Stump. Oh yeah. You probably it's you probably got like a bottle a day lotion problem. <laughs> Stump lotion. <laughs> that sounds like a great. It's the time of the season when love runs high in this time. Give it to me easy And let me try With pleasured hands To take you in the sun To promised lands To show you everyone It's the time Of the season For What's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He rich. Is he rich like me? Has he taken any time to show you what you